Hey friends, welcome to the show. I have my better half on with me today. I'm so excited. Um, I had listeners submit questions and we're gonna answer them here, having a real raw conversation with you guys. Um, before we dive in, I did wanna let you guys know that this is the very last week to snag my Food Foundations e-course at this lower price. I'm so stoked. I've completely updated it for you guys. Um, added new modules in there, like Body Bully Takedown, added tons of new resources, new tracking tools. And with all of that, the price will be jumping on March 1st. So if you guys wanna grab all the goods at the lower price, be sure you do that before March 1st. I'm so glad you guys are here today. Let's go ahead and dive in. Hey friends, I'm so excited today. I have my bestie, my better half. I call him my main man because I've got three boys in my life and he's the main one. He has decided to join me today and uh, we're coming up on our 15 year anniversary. So if there's one thing we're good at, I honestly think it's supporting each other in our health journeys. But guys, it hasn't been as easy or as pretty as it probably looks on Instagram. And I'm really excited to have some real raw conversation with him today. Uh, just some background on my husband. He's a police officer. He's been with the department for um, 14 and a half years. I say 14 and a half because when I'm Talking about his career, I like to talk about it like kids talk about their age. Like I'm so proud of every day that I like want to count the days. So yeah, 14 and a half coming up on 15. Um, throughout that, he's done a bunch of different stuff. He patrolled the streets of Albuquerque for several years. He's seen some crazy things. He's been on the SWAT team for nine years. He was a detective for four years, which is really funny. The other day we told that to my boys and they were like, Daddy, did you have a magnifying glass? <laughs> um, guys, he's now a full-time instructor at the police academy. And I'm so proud of that. He's teaching other officers how to just be the good men and women that we need out on the street. So I'm really just proud of the man that he is. But outside of his certified badassery, guys, he is my husband and honestly my better half. He is a super involved dad. And he's the reason I get to do a lot of the stuff like podcast and be here with you guys. He's such a big part of who I am. One thing though is he's super different than me and he does not like being at the center of attention. He feels a little weird about doing these things, but he's a trooper. So he's here today and babe, I'm super glad you decided to do this with me. <laughs> sure. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things I had listeners submit questions. So we're going to mm -hmm. break down those questions. Okay. But before we do, I want to talk about how we met and I think my version's a little different than yours. Probably. Sure, yeah. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first and I'll tell the real story. Okay, well, my story is you were obsessed with me. <laughs> yep, this is where you're already in it wrong. <laughs> you just couldn't keep your eyes off me. You wanted to date me and you pursued me relentlessly. <laughs> no, but long story short, we met over a summer and got to know each other really well and got engaged within three months, Yep, which is crazy. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't right away after we met. See, this is where we differ, right? <laughs> well, because you came in town for, for college mm -hmm. um, to visit the church that I was going to, which your parents were going to. Mm -hmm. And then I met you then. Um, I think I got your number. And then you went back to college. And there was like a year that passed before we even got together again. That's true. Because you came back into town and we went on our first date, which was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was real awkward for you. I, <laughs> You didn't think it was awkward? I, I was fine with it. I, thought, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so this is where I think It's you... not like it was a magical date. I mean, we just went to a movie, went to the... Okay, but... The I have ice to... cream, the, the movie was kind of strange, but... Well, yeah, uh, I met you at church, and yeah. then I took you to this super risque movie. Yeah. Where there were, like, sex scenes all yep. over the place, and I was mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I took the church boy to the yep. porno. <laughs> I know. Which is so funny, because it's you. 
not that not that you like seeing awkward movies, but you just Scarlett Johansson was in it. Yeah. You just assumed everything she did was gold. To her, you're like, this movie's going to be great because I like Scarlett Johansson. It was Johansson. not good. It was Match Point. Yeah, it was Match Point. It was very weird. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it just for... No, don't. No, just do it. Just to know what we're talking about. We so ended up weird. buying that movie later. I know, because we watched it and relived our awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. Just, I know, maybe we should. Just for a time. <laughs> Anyways, well, so we went on our date and then, and then you went back to college for a little bit and then you studied abroad in Australia. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it wasn't like we met and then got engaged. There was actually some time that passed. And this is why I think you pursued me relentlessly and were obsessed with me because <laughs> <laughs> just let me have it, Dave. I guess I, I liked you for sure, mm-hmm. but I didn't even really know you. Yeah. It was just fun dating you. But you think that I pursued you because your mom was the one that was like kind of doing this background work, making it seem like that's probably why it's your perspective. She made it seem like I was going after you, but she was the one that was probably trying to set things up because she was yeah. asking me questions while you were in Australia. She's like, Jessica needs. Some music to help her out. She's lonely. She misses us. Do you have any songs that she would like? And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Here's this band that I like. Maybe you should send this to her. Didn't you think that it was me that was telling your mom, oh, Jessica, you should give her this song and like all this <laughs> awkward stuff. But that's not what happened. No, yeah, that's right. She sent him to me and mm-hmm. said, she called you cute church boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, cute church boy wanted me to send you these things. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> my mom in the background <laughs> setting us up mm-hmm. apparently she knew something <laughs> oh then you came back from australia and that's whenever we really started to date mm-hmm. that's whenever you became obsessed with me <laughs> true i did <laughs> and then that's when we got engaged shortly after that yeah so it was three months and mm-hmm. then we were engaged for like i think nine i had to i finished my senior year of college in colorado mm-hmm. And then moved back home and we got married like six weeks later. Not even. Yeah, not long after. It just seemed like a different lifetime ago. Well, yeah, that's what was my next question is yeah. like looking back how different we are mm-hmm. now compared to, to then. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. We were kids. We didn't even know each other. No, we didn't even know each other. <laughs> <laughs> we could go like over the whole list of how we're different. That would take forever. For the purpose of this mm-hmm. podcast, how do you think we're different health-wise today compared to when we first got together? Oh, man. For me, night and day. I I don't know if I was unhealthy. I just wasn't conscious about being healthy. I probably wasn't unhealthy because I have good genetics. (laughs) And I was young. And I was young. So (laughs) I never paid attention to what I ate or what nutrition was or anything like that was. You know, how important sleep was. Things like that. I I don't know. What would you say? I had no awareness of anything like that. No. Yeah, like no interest in it. Yeah, no interest in it whatsoever. When do you think you started getting an interest in taking care of yourself? Oh, whenever we had kids. Yeah. Yeah. What was the difference? I never wanted to be a dad that wasn't able to play with his kids when they get older. I wanted to be a dad that my kids could look up to, not just as a person or as a father, but also physically. Because there's something about a little boy that looks up to a man or even their dad and even just in a physical form. I want them to always look at me as like the superhero, you know. Like capable. Yeah, absolutely capable. And it's not just them looking at me, but really it's important to be able to to play with them and to be functional. And I love outdoor stuff. I love to hunt. And so I, I still want to be a man whenever they're in their teens hunting that I'm able to basically keep up with them on the mountain. Or my goal is for them to be able to keep up with me still. <laughs> and there's a lot of physical activity to that. And so that's what I want. I just want to be the dad that's able to do that. And so I really started taking it serious because, yeah, it's just important. My, my dad was like that for me. He had cancer, but that's a long story. But he was... Uh, he was always the physical person we looked to and was always in really good shape. And I just admired that. And I was like, I need to be like that when I'm a dad. 
So that's probably when I really started taking it serious. Yeah, I remember that because you started mm-hmm. implementing a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just snowballed from there because I felt better. I had more energy. And that helped a lot to do with our relationship too, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Like I think, and actually this was one of the questions somebody had submitted was like, how do you guys connect over health values or do you connect over health values? And I would say that was a major connection for us Mm because you and I are so different. Our careers are very different. Mm-hmm. Our personalities are very different. I don't think we have a ton in common outside of our family, right? Right. No. But no, no. we really started to bond over like taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. and exercise and health and specifically CrossFit. You made me drink that juice mm-hmm. <laughs> and we started doing it together. Which I don't drink anymore. I know. Sorry. You left me for <laughs> <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> right. <laughs> but with, with that, like what I'm saying, how it bled into our relationship because when I felt better and more energetic I wanted to be that way for you and it made me want to be a better husband and just kind of snowballed from there it made things seem new again would you say oh yeah okay so before we get more into like the where we are now I want to back up a little bit and look at some of these questions that were submitted because they're really good and I think it kind of speaks to the journey that we're talking about here how we're not the same and we have Mm -hmm. changed and morphed especially in the health department so the first question I have a question on how Patrick's confidence has helped you become the person you are and recover through the struggles that you had, as well as how is he a part of your recovery in general? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know if you know how big of a role you've played in my recovery from both my eating disorder and also just my overall confidence. Not at first, not when we first got married. Again, because we didn't really know each other that much, so we were getting to know each other. And I I had no idea really the extent of what eating disorders were or the effect it had on you in college. Yeah, I had no idea. So to me, I just, I loved you so much that I think we were just helping each other grow as people without even trying or an effort on my part, like actively saying, I need to help you out with this, I need to do this. I think I was just trying to be as loving as a husband as possible and it just sort of unfolded. Yeah, what, what do you think? No, I think you were just being you at the time. Like I said, you were obsessed with me, which was really sure. helpful. <laughs> just <laughs> let me run with it, babe. I mean, I think you were an answer to prayers because when I came back after studying abroad, that was right when I had like stopped my behaviors, my eating disorder behaviors, but I was in like a really vulnerable state. And so, uh, you know, that's where I truly believe you were an answer to prayers. And like my faith really was strengthened in that because mm-hmm. you were there and you were you. And I think mm-hmm. God put us together for that reason, because just you being you gave me something I needed at that time. I think when I came back from Australia, I was probably at my most unattractive state ever. Like I had right. chopped all my hair off. I was in a not not nearly my healthiest body, right? Like I had gained some weight because mm-hmm. I had been going through this binge purge cycle. I had traveled, so I was puffy. I just, I was not looking my best. And you thought I was cute. And oh yeah. That was crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were so cute. And I, I grew up in the church, so you were just a different person, especially the church we grew up in. We grew, mm-hmm. grew up in a very conservative church. And that's more what it was. You were a different person than the girls that I knew. Because you were, you studied abroad, you were adventurous, you had a bunch of energy, you had life to you, you went to college. You did so many things that typical church girls don't do, you know, they're very reserved uh, for the most part. And so that's what it was. And I just thought you were so fun and you are so cute. But it is funny because looking back on it now, if you look at old photos of us, 
<laughs> who is that? Yeah, like, who is that? It looks so different. <laughs> so different. <laughs> but I love that because even hearing you say that like reinforces my point. It's like you were attracted to me, my mm-hmm. personality, yep. not my appearance. And I could feel that. And I think when people are in their recovery, that's so important for them to know is that they're more than what they look like. And you really brought that to life for me. Mm-hmm. So I think you played a huge role. And then like beyond that, then you kind of taught me this idea of like, I don't actually need that. Like I, I can be confident without somebody telling me that. And this is something you've naturally always possessed, which is, I, I don't know how to explain it. You're just, you have a confidence. Like mm-hmm. it's just who you are. And <laughs> like, I don't know if you're going to be bugged that I'm telling the story, but this is one of my favorite stories about you. It's like when we did our premarital counseling, uh-huh. we we're talking about words of affirmation. Yep. And you're like, oh, I don't need those. Like, I, you know, I don't need you to tell me I'm good looking. I know I'm good looking. <laughs> 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 I, like, I love that because in a way, I was like, that's amazing. I want to be like that where whether, it, you know, it's true or not, because I, I think you're good looking, obviously, but I'm sure there's people that like you're not their jam. No, I'm but sure. it's like, yeah you know you are for you and that's all that mm-hmm. matters. And I was like, I want to, I'm going to put that in a pill and swallow it and pretend like I can, I'm going to fake it till I make it. And actually I think I got there. <laughs> I just never really cared what other people thought. I know who I am and I'm comfortable with that. Well, for someone who hasn't been like that, I think just being around you yeah. has helped mm-hmm. me kind of go, I could be like that right. too. Like I don't have to look a certain way to emulate that confidence. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and I think obviously the role you played in my ability to feel confident has changed through the seasons, but initially, yeah, you played a really, really strong role. I'm so grateful to you. Well, thank you. Okay, so I want to jump into another question. It doesn't really have to do with health, but I think it's important to, it was a good one. Okay. How do you stay in love? You make it seem so effortless. Oh, yep. (laughs) This question. I feel like we hear this a lot. We do. I'm glad to talk about this because number one, like, It's not as pretty as it looks on Instagram. Instagram isn't life. No. Instagram is... People put photos out on Instagram to make it appear like everything is okay. I don't have Instagram. I don't know. So that's... I don't think it's real life. Yeah. Because, I mean, how do we stay in love? Well, we mm. work really, really hard we at it. We do work really, really hard at it. And... Like on a, on a daily basis. Yes. yes. We have our days where we're not... I mean, we're human beings. And seasons. Weeks, sometimes months, where just mentally not with it and I can easily fall into a rut I get very comfortable with where I'm at and if I'm not consciously aware of trying to improve and be a better husband to you I can go weeks and months without even being aware of how I am as a husband as a person as a father so yeah just because you see that on Instagram doesn't mean we go through those struggles almost every day we bug each other oh for sure because we are so different We're so different. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think we've each gone through seasons of that. Like I know I kind of do the opposite of you where I go into like hyper work mode. I'm such yep. a workaholic that like I'll go through seasons where I'm more focused on things outside of you and our relationship mm-hmm. and that impacts, I know, our connection. And yeah, you combine that with like your more like laissez-faire personality. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we definitely go through seasons where we're not connecting and and we've gone through changes. Like I know when you became a police officer, that was a major yep. change. And we had a whole season there that we weren't connecting. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. That's just the way life is, though. I think if you're, as an individual, if you're really trying to better yourself and progress through life, you're going to change. Mm-hmm. It's going. It's just going to happen. If you're trying not to change, things are just going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. Things aren't perfect. You know, you could lose a loved one, something crazy could happen and get a sickness that's going to change you as a person i mean we we experience that 
you know, a couple of years ago, close members of the family. And it's just, that's just part of life. I think the biggest thing too is I really think we do a good job of trying to check our egos because that's where a lot of problems come into play, not just with marriages, but with friendships and as a person, because we, we aren't, we aren't perfect. We're going to mess up and I fall into my ruts that if I don't have my ego at check and when you call me on it, it could, it could go to a downward spiral, you know, which has happened before mm-hmm. I get an ego and you bring something up and I don't want to. I don't want to hear about it because sometimes I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And then it takes longer for us to get out of that rut. But if I am consciously aware and I can really tell myself, you are being an a-hole or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are in a rut. Yeah. You know, she's telling you this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like obviously she knows you. Then once I can swallow my pride, then I think we start to get over that bump. Well, yeah, I think we've been married long enough too that now I know your process. Like I'll yep. say it and I know you're irritated with me. Yeah. You give me this look of like, I don't want to hear it, babe. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I kind of back off. And then like a week later, you're like, so I've been thinking. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I need to do it on my own time though. And that that is one thing we've learned about each other. Which is so hard for me. You have to, you have to give me that time because I I do have to, I have to have a mental conversation with myself, put my ego in check, take a breath and really look at myself and take ownership of what I've been doing. And then once I've done that, and then I can, then I'm ready to talk. Which is so hard. That's for not me. how you like, are. Even yeah, just you hearing need to you fix say it. this, I'm like, no, <laughs> let's fix, let's set the goals and execute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, so to answer this question, like, how do we stay in love and make it look so effortless? One, like, it's not effortless. No, it's like, not at all. No, I mean, we take fun pictures. I love taking pictures mm-hmm. and sharing them on Instagram with you. Oh, you should see them sometimes when the photos are being taken, though. <laughs> What, how I smother you and you're so irritated? Yes, like there's times I don't want to do it. I'm irritated because, again, I don't like social media. This took a lot for you to have this podcast with me. I, I don't like being the center of attention. And so whenever you and I take a photo, I'm like, no, I don't want you spreading my business on the internet. I don't want to do this. And so it'll start a fight. But then I'll suck it up because I know you love it and smile for half a second and then it's over. <laughs> I know. You're such a trooper. Thank you. <laughs> when you take two different human beings and us, we're completely different. We grew up different. We were raised different. We have different outlooks on things. You're good. There's going to be conflict. It's going to happen. Just, we work through it because that's what we that's what we want. Well, and I think we find things to bond over instead of yeah. highlighting our differences. Of course. Like, I mean, the list of differences is longer than the diff- things we are connect on mm-hmm. but I try to focus on the things we connect on this is why when you stopped doing CrossFit my heart was so broken no I know because I was like what that's our thing <laughs> like what are we gonna do now but then we you know we got an airstream we started camping so yeah like it is really important to me that we have something outside of our boys because mm-hmm. yes our boys are a connection but I don't think they should be the connection no um but we yeah both, we both agree on that yeah, yeah that's important to us but yeah so the airstream replaced our CrossFitting mm-hmm because that was so sad. I'm still, that's still fresh. I, I don't think I'm over that yet. <laughs> okay, let's pull another question that a listener submitted. Hey, Jess, I had a question for you. How do you get a stubborn spouse to eat healthier? Once in a while, my spouse will get on, uh, you know, oh, I want to be on a healthy kick with you and help me with this and help me with that. And so I do everything in my power to help them eat healthy, but then they fall off the wagon and then I'm frustrated and then they might feel resentful towards me for continuing to try to have them eat healthy, right? So 
aside from creating separate meals and doing all of that, like, do you have any advice? Because it's super important to, to me that my family is balanced and are eating some green things once in a while. And anyway, just would love for them to jump on the bandwagon with me, but I know that everybody does things in their own timing. So all your advice is welcome. Okay, can I take a stab at this one and then see if I'm right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's such a good question. And I think back to because you didn't value health nearly as much as you do now in the earlier years, like I would say in the first like 10 years, right, of our marriage? Yeah, probably. Yeah. My thoughts are like how do you convince a stubborn spouse you don't? Like you don't. Like what you do is you work on being the healthiest version of yourself and doing it for you, right? Like, and right. because there were years I worked out and ate healthy and took care of myself and you didn't do it. Uh -huh. And I remember like, I would get up early and go to the gym and I just, that's just what I did. And yep. you didn't do that. And like, I just kind of accepted that. And I think part of being married is accepting that I can't control you. Uh -huh. And you are you, you're on your journey. And the thing, only thing I can do is take care of me and, you know, hope that maybe one day I cause a stirring in you and inspire you <laughs> to do something like that. But if not, like, I have to be okay with you might not do that, right? Right. So I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Am I on? I think you're on. This is my analytical brain. Just going to only think things real analytically. <laughs> you drive me crazy. <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to have a definite answer on that because everyone has different personalities. And so if you can be honest with yourself and you know your husband... I think you need to be a little more tactful depending on your husband's personality and how you want to come across that way. You know me, you know I have to I have to believe in something on my own and I have to find motivation on my own to pursue something. So you're right, with for me that's what it took because you probably knew you telling me to do this is going to make things worse because I don't there's times I don't like being told what to do. I don't know if that helps answer the question, but like I said, for me, I had to find my own reason, reason to do it. And then it just, it also falls on the individual as well, because it's like the person that submitted that question is saying it happens for a little bit and then they fall off. That's just the way, that's how a lot of things in life are if you don't have discipline in your life. Go to the gym or I don't really want to, eat what I eat during the week you know I'd rather just forget about it but for me as an individual I'm like I'm not gonna fall on emotion I'm gonna fall on discipline because I understand what I'm working towards mm -hmm. and the time whenever I am 50 something years old and I'm still up on the mountain with my kids and I'm still doing stuff with my boys and they're still looking at me a certain way you know knock on wood my health continues that way um well that's what's motivation for me you know and you had to get there on your own Yes, I have to get there on my own. But so you bring so you're saying that like if somebody if a wife looks at her husband and maybe recognizes that they they don't necessarily need to get there on their own, that they do sometimes need a little bit of a push. Yeah. Having that conversation would yes. be okay. You have to have that conversation. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think we ever did. I don't think so either. No, you just kinda of started doing it because you you were on your own right. journey. Mm-hmm. That's the way I am. You know, when I get something in my head, like, I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. But don't you think do even it. if somebody, like, let's say you have the conversation uh -huh. with someone and, like, it's not working. and Because mm -hmm. I can see, like, I hear this woman and she's like, I want my husband to be yeah. on this bandwagon with me right. for, for the same reasons. Like, I want him to be around long term for our family. Right. And, 
like, don't you think that even so her, like, being the healthiest version of herself uh-huh. and doing all these things, like, eventually he's going to look at her and go, hey, I noticed she's got more energy. Or, hey, I noticed she's yeah. getting fitter. Hey, I noticed, like, don't you think, it, like, the husband would pick up on that and then want to do it? Or am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy, but I wouldn't rely on that. Because, again, men, we're very... We're, we're not aware of things sometimes. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so uh, women just think differently. Like we're the, I think if a woman saw that in her husband, you know, women are just more emotionally connected to what's going on and they want to take a part of that. Mm-hmm. Men aren't. So I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't rely on that hope that, oh, if I keep doing this, he's going to eventually see what I'm doing. I mean, as, I don't know, as... As sad as that may sound, I just I wouldn't re- I wouldn't rely no, on I that. I appreciate that, but I guess the thing I'm hearing you say is either if you've got a stubborn husband, mm-hmm. which no, you are stubborn, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's either I know. <laughs> Sometimes that's not a bad thing. Your stubbornness <laughs> no, can be used for good I too. Know. But it's like if if you're if you have a stubborn husband and you can't really tell them what to do, which is honestly like most of the women I work with, this is their husbands. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can't tell that man to do anything. So I relate to that, but, and it sounds like this question, this listener does too, but so then what I'm hearing you say is basically we have no control. Is that true? <laughs> I think that's a little bit extreme. I'm not saying that. I, all I'm, I'm at, all I'm saying is if your hope that he's going to eventually follow you because he's going to take a step back and say, wow, look at what she's doing. I want to follow. I just wouldn't rely on that hope. So what can we do? Well, it goes back to what I'm saying. You know your husband more than anyone else. You know their personality. Um, you need to have those conversations oh. with them. Like the, the, way, the way you know how to communicate to him. I, I don't know. I don't know your husband. You know, people are going to take things differently. I'm not sure. That's going to take self-reflection on, hey, what's the best way I can do this? And what is your reason for doing it? Is your reason for doing it because you actually care about their health? Or... It's a reflection of, I don't know how to, without being sounding rude, of your own insecurities. Like, I feel insecure about this, so I need my husband to do this with me because it helps me and my motivation. Oh. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're Is saying. that your reason for doing it because you need the motivation for yourself or because you actually want your husband to do it? Oh, yeah, that's good. No, I don't think that's rude because we've actually been through some of that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're saying, like, look at the intention behind yes. it. Yes. Like, are you actually interested in your husband's health? Which, right. in some cases, I'm sure some women are. Like, heart sure. disease is higher yeah. in men, and men die earlier. So, yeah, a lot of women out there are like, I want my husband to take better care of his health. Um, but make sure that's not being marbled with this, I'm trying to make better health choices, and I'm projecting that onto you, my struggles onto you, yeah. and I need you. Now, okay, so let's say that... Like, she does need help, like, because I know, like, I need help with things. Right. I guess in what you're saying then is, like, own that. Like, hey, I'm doing this, and I would love your support. Here's how you could support me. In that case, it's not about the eating healthy. It's about the emotional support that you need from your spouse. Yeah. And then you need to be honest about that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. it's It's not about the food. And then I guess you give the husband the opportunity to either jump on board with you yes which is the hope Absolutely. and some of them might or well, yeah if you, if you have a you know if you can have an open honest conversation and this is important to me i need the support to you because a b and c 
whatever your reasons are. Um, I think if that's how it's couched, where it's more, this is the support I need from you as a spouse and the love I need from you as a husband, then that's different than, hey, you need to start eating healthier because mm-hmm. now you're just trying to tell them what to do whenever maybe they don't want to do it because yeah. they don't see the reason for it. Because it's not in, it's not intertwined with their own values right. and their yes. own motives. The reason isn't, a, isn't something uh, they value. Okay. Okay. That's good, babe. Um, okay. So next question. Hey, Jess. I have a question for you. Just curious, how do you guys come together as a family around food? I know for us, we sit around the kitchen island and we talk about the highs and lows of our day. And it's one of the most special times to come together. And I'm just curious, like, how do you and your family create memories around food? Is it at dinner? Is it going out to eat? Like, what does that look like for you? And I think this is just such a fun way for us to create quality time when it's something that we have to do multiple times a day. May as well use that to our advantage, right? Oh man, I like this question because I agree with it, but I, like coming around food is important. We have to do it a lot, yep. but I'm kind of laughing because right now dinners in our house are not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> We're referees right now. <laughs> we we sit down as a family a lot. We both love food. It's one of my favorite things to do. We should go to a restaurant and eat and enjoy company and stuff. So we, we def, that's definitely important to us. We try to make those meals as often as possible, but... It's not this Hallmark scene <laughs> like you would think because our, 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 the boys are tough sometimes. They what? they don't want to eat. They cry. They fight. <laughs> and we spend so much time sometimes making a meal. What was it, a couple weeks ago whenever you made that meal and you worked yeah. so hard on it? It was so bad. And it was the kitchen was a disaster. <laughs> and we were just like one of this family meal. I appreciate you cooking that night. And then... We go to sit down and <laughs> it was just one of those nights with the kids. They were oh, just they were bad in crying. Bad shape. They were bad shaped. <laughs> we had so much to do after dinner <laughs> to get ready for the next day, clean the house. It, it wasn't it wasn't fun. Though. No, it was not fun. <laughs> no, I think well we've learned a lot actually in the last few weeks of yeah. like some structure we have to have in place yeah. in order to make this a pleasant experience. Right. Because the past few weeks it has not been. Um, so number one. Uh, we have a lot of struggles with our older son. He's got some serious food anxiety mm-hmm. um, without yep. like diving too into that. But we have to have structure around him where we mm-hmm. say, you know, on Tuesdays we're trying a new food. And we have to tell him in advance and we have to sit down. And like the process has – there's a delicate process. I'm yep. grateful I work with people with eating struggles because it's helped I'm in this. grateful too. Yeah. But um, so we've had to have some structure with that. We've learned we cannot have dinner past 530. Yep. <laughs> Where the boys lose it. And, like, you get a little hangry, too. I do. I do. Yeah, you get hangry. (laughs) So we've done that. And then also, like, we have to plan our meals. And we have to – some of the nights – they're not, like, big cooked, you know, from scratch meals. Like, last night was probably one of the best family dinners we have, and it was a Trader Joe's piecemeal. Like, that was all frozen food that we cooked in five minutes on two skillets. Yep. So I think we found that – we've been working on this it's a timely question because we've been working on it a lot yeah um but i mean yeah long story short we prioritize time together Mm -hmm. but one of the major things i think you and i are really awesome about is like the emphasis is on the time together not Mm -hmm. the food so like yeah 
sometimes we're eating chicken and salads, and other times we're eating chicken nuggets and yeah, air fried broccoli. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not it's not so much the meals; it is, it is the time spent together. Because that was one of the things I remember most from my childhood that I really valued. We always had family dinner, mm-hmm. always. Yeah, we create, and you know, beyond just family dinners, because I think that's still one way we mm-hmm. come together over food. But we actually do a lot with food. We do. I mean, we have donut Thursdays. Yep, we buy donuts every week, and that's so super fun. And you know, on road trips, mm-hmm. we always have road trip snacks where mm-hmm. I've got like candy bags, and and then the other thing is like we're outdoor people, and so we make I call them camping or snowboarding sandwiches. Where yeah, it's like the really good potato bread yep. with mayo uh-huh. and Cheetos and salt and vinegar chips and you know, we, we get excited about food together. So I think we come together around food a lot. And most of it's like not around, honestly, like healthy food. A lot of it's around more of the fun food. Yep. Cause our boys aren't there yet. No, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> you know, with that being said, I, cause I've had moms ask me like, well, Jess, aren't you worried about getting your kids like eating healthy and to have mm. like one, I trust they're going to see my, I'm modeling balance yeah. because even though we have Donut Thursday and we pack candy for road trip and we have a lot of you know fun foods on the weekends and our adventures, they also see that we are disciplined mm-hmm. and we have fruits and veggies and we explain to them why we have fruits and veggies and how it makes yeah. you grow healthy and stronger muscles and helps you poop healthy. You know, we right. talk about all that. Yeah, we do. and they ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll explain they get that from their pizza. Yeah. But they get mm-hmm. more of it from yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> other things. That's probably what we value is them being aware of that mm-hmm. and knowing it over than what's actually going in their mouth right now. Cause it's, yeah. If we force them to eat because for the sake of wanting them to have a good meal, then it takes away the joy from the actual eating experience because we just end up fighting with our kids yeah. and not actually enjoying the time together as a family. Yeah, I would say we both value the quality yeah. time over the quality nutrition, yep. which is funny because I'm a dietitian. I wonder if that surprises mm-hmm. people. Okay, so this actually plays in or feeds into the next question, um, which was submitted by a listener via email. She said, she struggles with her husband on how to feed her children when she's not around. How do you work that out with your spouse? Ooh, that's a good one. And I think maybe you would be better to answer this because in reality, I am way less strict about what we feed our kids compared to you. (laughs) I know you are. It's not that I'm strict about what we feed our kids. I just want our kids to eat. You are strict about <laughs> you want them to eat their banana. You want them to eat their protein. I guess that's you want true. Them, yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah, I, you're pretty intentional with them about it. There's nothing that brings me more joy than watching our kids kids eat and grow. I don't know what it is. Like sometimes I'll just sit there and stare at our boys whenever they're eating, and I just love it. Aw, because that's sweet. they're just they're, I don't know, they're feeding themselves and they're they're growing as people, you know, and eventually going to grow into being men, and so. That makes me, I think that's what I value. Sometimes I'm a little hardcore in how I <laughs> come across and wanting them to eat uh, for that reason. I just, I, I don't want them to make sure they go to school with good nutrition and their their brains are operating and they're ready to play and stuff. So, so and I think about it differently, right? Yeah. Because like, I think about it like, okay, I want to make sure they have adequate glucose. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's going to come in the form of fruit snacks. Sometimes it's going to come in the form of bananas yeah. and... Like, I, I think glucose is covered. I think protein is covered. And then I do believe in supplementing our children right now because they don't eat a variety. Right. And so I'm, I kind of feel a safety net in mm-hmm. the supplements that I provide for them. So I don't feel a lot of pressure 
Um, but I know it bugs you, like play out the morning scenarios. Yeah. Like you to get their breakfast ready, everything set up, and I'm like getting ready to go. Ronan hasn't eaten half his plate. You're and you're like, babe, go make a meal, and yeah. I'm like, they're fine. So, like, how do you handle it? This is a better question for you. How do you handle it when I'm not feeding the kids the way you would like them to be fed? I think it comes back to I have to check my ego because it's my own personal thing. It's It might not be so much about. In that case, it's a, a mental battle for me when you're like that. Because it's not so much, <laughs> well, our kids have to eat healthy rather than, no, they need to listen to me. Oh. <laughs> you so know? it's a control thing? It might be a control thing. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's more what it is. I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, because the more you push me to do it, the more irritated I get. Yeah. And then I feel like you don't trust me. You know, I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? I've got them covered. Right. They're fine. Yeah. Like, I'm their mother. <clears throat> I birthed them. I know, you know, yeah, I get like uh-huh. a little, yeah. So I guess to answer this question, like, how do you, one, I guess, kind of letting go of some of the control mm-hmm. and looking at like bigger picture. And so from a nutritional perspective, I can say, um, kids are so resilient and yeah. like nutrition is very important at their young age, but so is quality time mm-hmm. and finding joy around food and yeah. especially being someone that's worked with eating disorders and seeing eating disorders develop in teens. Like a lot of that pressure to eat perfect starts young. And right. so I think there's a lot of benefit in not needing to eat, yeah. have every meal be so perfect or well, you know, high on point with your nutrition. Mm-hmm. And like trusting that their body can is resilient, and mm-hmm. you know you are for them. If you're doing a good job seventy five percent of the time, mom, you're doing great. And if dad's feeding them kind of wacky twenty five percent of the time, they're still going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Their poop might be kind of funny, but they'll be okay. Right. And it might be uh, who the person that submitted the question. Obviously, I don't know the premise of it, but even just maybe asking. Why do you not feed them the way I do, or why do you just, or why are you okay with keeping them frozen chicken nuggets? And it could be, mom, who's feeding their kids. Is is it a stressful time? Are you on top of your kids like I am, trying to get them to eat, and there's no joy around what's going on? And does your husband have the same mentality as Jessica does, to where it's like, I don't want to fight with the kids whenever I'm with them. I want to enjoy time with them. So I'd rather just give them food and not fight with them and then we can go play mm-hmm. and we can have fun. Is that the reason for it? I don't know. I can't answer that question because, you know, she only submitted one. But, but maybe I- maybe that's maybe that's his reason for doing it. Maybe that's a reason for husbands out there that, that do that. Maybe that's their reason. They want to play with their kids. They want to spend time with them and not, and not fight with them. Well, and I'm taking kind of a making some major assumptions here but most husbands and dads aren't with their kids as much as the moms are most of the time Mm -hmm. and so um to your point like yeah i wonder if it is like the path of least resistance is to Mm -hmm. feed them you know whatever they want to eat and sometimes it's not as healthy so you know and i think i'm thinking through this like if you came to me with that like babe why are you not concerned about what the kids eat before school and making sure they get quality nutrition like i am you know you asked that Mm -hmm. I would say, because one, I don't want to fight about it, but I think that would also give me, because you're not telling me what to do, because I also am stubborn. I've been calling you stubborn this whole time, mm-hmm. but I am also very stubborn. You are very stubborn. <laughs> I think that would give me some space to like hear some feedback. Like, okay, maybe I need to balance it. Like, maybe I do need to make sure they, you know, grab their banana in the car and finish their banana or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
um, so that I get a little bit of both. Like, can we meet in the middle? You know, because I think what's unrealistic is for to think that I'm going to feed the kids the same way you feed the kids. Right. It's just not the way I work. I don't work that way. And I'm more like, how do you know you're full? How do you know you're done? Where you're like, you take two more bites. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and so we're just two different people with it. So I think accepting that we're different and how can we meet in the middle mm-hmm. so that we're, we are fulfilling both our values around food. Cause I really do value the experience of eating. Mm-hmm. Whereas you value like the growth and the development that they're getting. Right. But not that I don't value that. Right. Like when I put it out like this, I'm like, Oh yeah, I do value that. Maybe mm-hmm. I could put some more energy mm-hmm. here, babe. Fine. Yeah. I will help them eat more in the morning. <laughs> I'm hearing that now as I'm talking this out. <laughs> right. I get it. Okay, so let's wrap it up. I actually have a question for you, babe. And this is something that I think you have lived out this answer to me, but I think it'd be good for other people to hear um, because it's been so powerful in my life and just helping me feel confident in my body. When men look at women or husbands look at wives, do they really look at their bodies as much as we think they do? Like as much as we overanalyze our bodies, do men think the same way about women's bodies? And so for example, I've asked you this before, like, okay, babe, I want to wear lingerie for you, but I don't look like a Victoria's Secret model. So mm-hmm. I'm scared too, you know? And I just want to know, like, do men really think the same way about women's bodies as women think about women's bodies? For me and for most people I know, no. How so? Like what's different? Women overanalyze things and they overanalyze their bodies. Men, it's more important that they have, it's more important that they have a wife that is, it's not so much about what she looks like. It's, is she confident to be, to be with him and confident to be naked with him? That's what it is. Men just love naked women. It doesn't really matter (laughs) shape or size. I mean, of course, some people, you know, if you break it down, they'll say they have preferences, but when it comes down to it, there's no preference there. It's just, it's, they want the, they want a confident woman that's going to say, Hey, here I am. Let's, you're my husband. I'm your wife. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, they don't overanalyze it. It's, it's all about, it's all about the confidence and how you present yourself. This was so challenging for me to hear. Cause you've told me this before yeah. because now I'm like, Oh crap. I just have to be confident. Like that's, it's easier to lose weight than it is to be confident. It's easier said than done. Yeah. So there's like a part of me that feels that. And at the same time, I also felt like some pressure taken off because I realized like, while it's harder to work on confidence, it's also more realistic mm-hmm. because the reality is like, while I know you find me attractive, I'm also not a model. Like, like I'm not a Victoria's secret model. I will never fit a certain mold, but like, I don't have to. Right. Is what that tells me. It's like, it's, but that's the thing. Like, who who makes those molds? It's other women that make those molds. True. It's other women that are critical of other women. Other women look at that stuff and they say, "Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be." Men don't think that way. They don't. Like, I mean, they see women of all shapes and sizes, and of course, there's women that are fitter than others, women that are prettier than others. But it's not like men are up there saying, "Oh, these are the women that are going to be." the models of how we want all women to be. It's not men that are running that stuff. It's most models, they're geared and marketed towards other women because they're the ones modeling the clothes for the women. So <laughs> it's not, it's not the, it's like a men's sexuality thing. It's like 
feel like it's a women put themselves in a box and they're constantly fighting against each other when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Men don't think of it that in depth. They're just like, oh, there's a lot of skin there. That's awesome. <laughs> that's all they care about. That's all they care about. <laughs> I mean, really, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've known the answer to this, like you Mm -hmm. said, and I just, I wanted you to be able to say it out loud, because I think hearing you say that again, and me really taking that to heart, and Mm -hmm. like really looking like, okay, yeah, who is creating these? Like, these are ads for women. Mm -hmm. You know, all the Instagram things that trigger me that I'm irritated about, like, yeah, that's women doing it, and more women are looking at that than men. And it's like, it really does change things, because then... I have to look at myself instead of comparing myself to other women about how right. when it comes to my confidence, right? Yeah. And I have to find that within just being me, you know, like yep. the good parts and the parts that I'd yeah. rather change. And Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll, which again is like, okay, I can take that. I can solve that. Like confidence is the harder challenge, but mm-hmm. it's more realistic to work on that than it yeah. is like, you know, trying to have a certain body type that just isn't my body type. Yeah, of course it is. Thanks, babe. I don't think you realize how much that helped me in my journey. It really did. Like that would be going back to the first question of like the role you played in my recovery. Me, you communicating that to me and me really taking that and feeling that mm-hmm. like took my confidence, I think to the next level where it was like, all right, I'm not, I'm going to care less about my cellulite and more just about, you know, how I walk in my spandex or my right. shorts or whatever. Yeah. And that I have more control over really because uh-huh. I, genetics play the card when it comes to cellulite and right. size and all that i'm just gonna how do i walk how do i actually walk when i'm yeah. wearing these shorts as opposed to yeah. what they look like then that makes a difference because then it makes me more attracted to you whenever whenever you carry that confidence you know i love you babe i love you too <laughs> okay well thank you for like like you know 15 years of your wisdom and sharing your life <laughs> with me but also mostly just for today babe i know this is not totally your jam but mm. thanks for getting out of your comfort zone and doing it with me you're welcome <laughs> I love you love you too Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.